If you want to know what is really happening in the world today, you need to read the Parsha HaShavua, the weekly Torah reading. Join Rabbi Mendel Lipska for the next hour as he delves and enumerates the themes running through the weekly Torah Parsha, only on 101.9 High FM. And a wonderful standing in the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. And each and every one of us is concerned with, of course, making sure that Hashem, God Almighty, will grant each and every one of us and our loved ones a complete, complete good and sweet year. I'm sure most of you have been to Shul, those of you who couldn't be in Shul, but Shul was very different for many this year. Open spaces, some Shuls were outside, some Shuls were in tents. Wherever it was and however it was, I'm sure all of you had an uplifting and meaningful experience this Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah, of course, is the day that we stand before the King of Kings and we proclaim God as King. We coronate the King. We put the crown, so to speak, on God's head. We proclaim Him as King, and not only as King, but as Creator of heaven and earth. And it's in the days of Aseret Yemei Teshuvah, the ten days of repentance, the ten days of return, that we prepare for Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement. Next week, this coming week, this Wednesday, this coming Wednesday night, we will be standing in shul, ready, prepared, to say kol to call out that ancient prayer where we proclaim our total and complete devotion to God when we say we have no other commitments, we have no other loyalties other than to you. Whatever other promises, whatever other vows we may have made, they are nullified, they are meaningless. There is only one commitment we have, and that is to Hashem, that is to God. And this is why these are incredibly important days. These are precious days, days that are filled with the type of energy that is able to transform our lives to the highest possible level. Yes, I use that word transform change, not only to mildly influence our lives, not only to somehow give us a degree of insight, understanding, of feeling, but to actually change our lives. And that's a big word. The word change is a powerful term because most of us think that real change is impossible. Most of us are caught in a particular, a particular rut. This is who we are, this is what we are, this is who we will be, and this is what we will continue doing until the end of days. As Sarah tells us, no, we have the power to change, to change ourselves, and by extension, by extension tells us, Maimonides, we can change the world. And if there is anything that is needed right now, if anything is important right now, it is change, change within ourselves, and change within the world. And I'm sure this Rosh Hashanah, each and every single person looked around shul, whether it was inside a shul, whether it was outside, whether it was in a tent, whether it was at home. And you thought to yourself, how the world has changed. It's changed beyond our power. We didn't do this. We didn't control it. And therefore, this is a lesson that we have the power to change as well. We can exercise change. We have that ability. We have to have the strength, and we have that strength, but we have to exercise it. We have to do something about it. And this is why we have the Aseret Yemei We have the ten days of 
teshuvah, of repentance, or perhaps better translated, the ten days of return. And this is why this Shabbat tomorrow, tonight and tomorrow, it has a special name. It is called Shabbat Teshuvah, the Shabbos of return. And every time we use the word return, we ask ourselves the rhetorical question, return, return from where and to where? Where are we returning to? What is returning? Who is returning? What are we returning to? And to whom are we returning? Those are the key questions that we should be asking. Those are the key questions that we have to consider at this particular time. And when we have insight into those questions, when we are able to answer those questions to a certain degree, that is the process of return. And Shabbat Shuvah is a time that we are able to exercise this particular process of return because it enables us to use the energy that is contained within these days. We are told that the seven days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, each one of these days represents the day of the week of each and every single day of the week of the entire year, the past year and the coming year. Each and every single day is uplifted, is changed, by how we deal with that day. Today, Erev Shabbat, Friday, all the Fridays of the past year, all the Fridays of the coming year, can be uplifted, can be transformed, can be elevated, can be changed by how we deal with the Friday today. And of course, this week's Parsha, this week's Parsha is Vayelach. In terms of passages, in terms of Psukim, a relatively, not only relatively, but a very short Parsha, but a short Parsha that contains so much. It contains not only so much information, but it contains so much insight into the idea of change, the idea of Teshuvah, the idea of returning, the idea of actually coming to terms of who we are, what we are, where we come from, and where we have to go. Vayelech, the idea of moving. Let's take a look at the Parsha and try to understand what, in fact, the Parsha is telling us and how this connects so powerfully, so impactively with the time of the year, with the days between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. It says, Vayelech Moshe, and Moshe went, and he spoke the following words, El Kol Yisrael, to all of Israel. And we ask the immediate question by Yelech Moshe, where did he go? It doesn't say where he went. It simply says, Vayelech Moshe, Vayedaber. Moshe went and he spoke. But he was speaking to them already. Why is it necessary to say that he went? Why is the Torah telling us that there was some sort of movement on the part of Moshe, that Moshe moved from one state to another state, that Moshe did something to indicate to the Jewish people that he was changing from one station to another, from one plateau to another. There was a change in his life. There was a change in his personality. There was a change in his attitude a change in his behavior, a change in something that caused Torah to say, Vayelach, and he went. And the commentaries talk about this. The commentaries indicate that where did he go? What did he do? Why was it necessary that before he utters the words that he says, it has to tell us Vayelach, and he went. And this is profoundly connected with the idea 
of change, with the idea of teshuvah, with the idea of repentance, with the idea of return, because everything is connected, as we have learned so many times over the years. Nothing is incidental, nothing is by chance, nothing is there because it happens to be there. Everything is there because it is incredibly connected. This is what Torah is all about. Torah is beyond time and space. And therefore, when Torah concepts, when the Parsha comes at a particular time of the year, this tells us that there is a profound message to be learned. Each and every one of us must, in fact, take a look at what the Parsha is saying so that we begin to understand the inner meaning of these days, what it means to us. What was the movement of Moshe? Where did he go? And therefore, where do we have to go? Before we hear the words of Moshe, we have to understand that particular idea of Bayela, the idea of movement, the idea of change, even by Moshe. And at what stage of Moshe's life does this change take place? All of this is quite powerful quite profound, and it comes to us with a message that is quite extraordinary as well. This is what the Parsha is all about. This is what this time of the year is all about. It's not only a time of, well, sitting back and wondering, have I done everything right? Have I, well, have I repented? It's far beyond that. Repentance is important, but not nearly as important as returning. And this is why, when we take a look at the word Vayelech Moshe, and Moshe went, where did he go? And what does it teach us? More of that soon. This is the Pasha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. So we take a look at the commentaries, and they have to say the following. But before we take a look at the commentaries, let's take a look at what the actual parasha says, Vayelech Moshe, that Moshe went and he spoke the following words to all the Jews, and he said to them as follows, I am 120 years old today. I can no longer come and go because God told me I cannot cross the Jordan. And this is where I say farewell to you. This was the last day of Moshe's life. And Moshe said, I can no longer come and go. I can no longer continue to lead you after this day. Was he frail? Was he weak? Was he unable to fulfill his duties? Absolutely not. We are told that he was as strong on the last day of his life as he was in the prime of his life. He was physically, mentally, spiritually powerful on this very last day. What does it mean? I can no longer come and go. I can no longer lead after this moment. What he was saying is, God told me that this is the last day of my physical life in this world. And therefore, I no longer have divine permission to continue physically as your leader. And therefore, this is the time that I have to say farewell to you, but I have a final message. Now, one would think that on the final day of his life, Moshe would have a number of things to do to look after his own affairs. After all, 120 years, so many of those years, he led the Jewish people, he took them out of Egypt, he led them through the wilderness, he dealt with them, he protected them. He led them in battle. He protected them against the wrath of God so many times. He did his 
best to exercise his leadership on the last day of his life, one would think that he would have personal matters to take care of. And yet our commentaries tell us, Vayelech Moshe, where did he go? He went to meet and visit each and every single tribe individually to say farewell. But it was not a simple farewell message saying goodbye, I'm leaving you today. It was a message that was laden with tremendous, tremendous meaning, with tremendous, tremendous insight. What he said to them is, be strong, be powerful. God will continue to protect you. This is the day that I hand over leadership to Joshua. And Joshua, too, will be a strong and powerful leader. God will give him the strength that is necessary for a leader to take you into the promised land. I cannot go into the promised land. But he reassures them. He gives them the comfort to know that this is the day that they too, the Jewish people, have to be strong in their commitment to who and what they are. They shouldn't simply fall apart that Moshe will no longer be there. This is a demonstration of the incredible type of leader that Moshe was. To the last moment of his life, what does he do? He is concerned and cares about his people. Vayelech Moshe, where does he go? Before he speaks to them, he goes to each and every single tribe. He's not concerned with his own personal matters. He doesn't send them an indirect message. He actually goes and visits each and every single one. And not only that, but he also takes time, as some of our commentaries point out, to go to base Ulpana. He goes to study. Study? Moshe knew it all. Moshe knew the entire Torah. What is he going to study for? Because even on the last day of his life, as long as there is breath, as long as he has a moment, he is committed to the study of Torah. What do we learn from that? What we learn from that, number one, is the idea of responsible leadership. Responsible leadership is not doing something once and walking away. Responsible leadership is an ongoing activity. Now, whatever that leadership is, as a parent, as a teacher, as a friend, as a member of society, each and every one of us, to a lesser or greater degree, has the role of leadership. Each and every one of us has the role of leadership. And the role of leadership is an ongoing responsibility. It is something that we have to keep on exercising day in, day out. It's not something that we do once or twice. We keep on doing and we can't say that we're weak. We can't say that we're frail. We can't say that we don't have the strength. As long as we are here, as long as we are alive, as long as we are compassmentous, as long as we have strength within us, that is an indication that we have the ability to exercise that leadership. The Torah is not telling us the greatness of Moshe. We know about the greatness of Moshe. We know what kind of individual he is. We know how he has exercised his leadership time and again. What we have to learn from Moshe is how we ourselves should develop that quality of leadership to a lesser or greater degree. Are we Moshe? We don't have the greatness of Moshe, but we have a dimension of Moshe. We have a degree of Moshe, each and every one of us. When it comes to study, a person shouldn't say, ah, 
I haven't got the time. I haven't got the strength. I haven't got the will. I haven't got the ability. Each and every one of us has the time, has the ability, and has the strength to study. Each and every one of us. Vayelech Moshe on the very last day of his life. What does he do? He does what he does each and every single day of his life. The responsible acts of study, the responsible acts of leadership, and then he speaks to the people. And how does he speak to the people? He reassures them. He gives them comfort. He directs them to strength. Chazak Masi tells them, be powerful, be strong, be confident. Look around you and see the greatness, see the goodness. Don't complain. Don't look at the negativity. Don't look at the difficulty. Of course there is difficulty. Of course there is challenge. Of course there are all sorts of problems in the world. But look at the goodness as well. Look at the beauty of the world. Look at the blessing of the world. And there isn't a human being upon earth who doesn't have blessing. There isn't a human being upon earth who doesn't have challenges. Each and every one of us does have challenges. But the challenges are tailor-made to our ability to deal with those challenges, to overcome those challenges, to thrive as a result of those challenges. This is the lesson of life, because ultimately, where does responsible leadership actually exercise itself most is the leadership within ourselves, to lead ourselves. What does Moshe say? Lo uchal, I cannot come and go, not because I can't, not because I'm frail, not because I'm weak, not because I'm tired, it's because God says, this is what you do, this is what you don't do. Opportunities, abilities, talents, these are gifts from God. How we exercise them, this is our choice. This is something that we have to remember at all times. God gives us these things. What we do with them, this is our choice. We don't make greatness. We take opportunities and develop them into greatness. God says, this is what you do. This is how we have to act. Ultimately, leadership has to begin from within. We have to exercise leadership from within, and this is how leadership begins to flow outwards as well. The ultimate act of leadership is by example, and people recognize leadership within very quickly. People look at others and see, here is an individual who is a leader within himself the ability to make right choices, the ability to see the beauty of life, the ability to see the goodness of life, the ability to see the joy of life, the ability to put a smile on one's face, the ability to cause others to smile as well. What does Moshe say? Be strong. You have a tremendous challenge ahead. You have a tremendous journey ahead. You are going to cross the Jordan. You are going to go into the promised land. You are going to build a new world. And it's not our children and grandchildren. Of course, it's our children and grandchildren. But it's us ourselves. Every single minute, we build a new world. Every single day, we build a new world. Every single gesture is building a new world. However we do it, we use our talents, we use our strength, we use our personalities. We have to exercise leadership within ourselves. And this will give us the ability, the desire, the know-how the strength and the courage to exercise 
leadership around us as well. Vayelech Moshe means growth and movement at all times. This is something that we learned from Moshe at the beginning of this parsha. Was it easy for Moshe to say goodbye to his people? It was not easy at all. Here is a people that he nurtured. Here is a people that he led. Here is a people that he protected. Here is a people that he loved. Here is a people. They were his children. Is it easy to say farewell? Of course it's not easy. But what does he do? Does he show cheap emotion? Does he simply break down and cry? Does he simply show them, oh, I can't handle the fact that I'm leaving you and you're leaving me? That would be an easy way out. No. He shows them leadership and strength because he wants each and every one of them to be a leader in their own right. He wants each and every one of them to grow. He wants each and every one of them to be a leader as they walk into the promised land. It's not only Joshua who has to be strong because before he instructs Joshua to be strong, he tells the people he tells the people to be strong, to have fortitude, to have the ability to walk into the promised land and to build that land and to change that land and to make that land flourish. He wants each and every single one of them to be a leader and then he says to Joshua, you become the great leader. He says, I'm 120 years old today. I have done whatever I had to do, but I'm not finished. I still have things to do today. I have to finish writing the Torah. I have to write the song, the Sangha Hazinu, that we will read next Shabbat. I have things to do. I have things to share. I have a great many things that I have to do. I still have to meet with each and every one of you. This is what Moshe tells the people by Yelach Moshe. And at the end as well, and who does he speak to? El Kol B'nei Yisrael. We see this at the beginning of the Parsha. We see this at the end of the Parsha. And it's not every year that we read the Parsha of Vayelach separately. Most years, Nitzavim, last week's Parsha of Vayelach, are connected. And this year it's on its own. Because obviously this year, we have to hear the message of Vayelach of moving forward, of going forward, of developing that leadership quality within ourselves, of that strength within ourselves, of becoming strong, of becoming that individual that Moshe represents within ourselves. This is a message that we have to hear this year, perhaps more than any other year. And if we take a look at the circumstances of this year, I don't think it's very difficult to work out why. Because this is a year that we have challenges. And challenges are not there to break us, God forbid. And challenges are not there to weaken us, God forbid. Challenges are there to strengthen us. And challenges are there to make us stronger and greater. We thrive on challenges. This is the message of Jewish people. We go through history, not that we come out exhausted at the end of the road. We walk through history, and in spite and despite the challenges we have, we grow, we develop, we become stronger and greater as time goes on. Look at our history. Look at our peoplehood. Because to a lesser or greater degree, and hopefully to a greater degree, we have taken this message of Torah and we have applied it to our own lives. We have made it real. Vayelech Moshe becomes not only a story, not only a wonderful indication of who Moshe was, it becomes a personal lesson in life. Vayelech Moshe tells us how to behave. More of that soon. 
This is the Parsha Hashavua with Rabbi Mendel Lipska, only on 101.9 High FM. We're talking about Vayelech, Vayelech Moshe, and this we learned the idea of leadership, the idea of how we have to implement leadership within ourselves, how to manage our time, even to the last moment, as long as we have a breath. We have the responsibility of exercising whatever leadership and time responsibilities that we have. How does this connect to the time of the year? And it is Shabbat Shuvah. What does Shuvah mean to return? And we ask the obvious question, return, return from where and going to or returning to where? We say you have to return. Where are we returning from and where are we going to? The answer is a complicated answer because we have to know where are we coming from. And that means we have to understand ourselves. We have to look into ourselves. During the days of Teshuvah, when we are concerned with returning, who is returning? A person has to know themselves. Who am I? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? And we don't emphasize weaknesses. Let's talk about strengths. What are the gifts that God gave me? What are the abilities that God gave me? We have to look into ourselves and say, what am I able to do? What am I capable of doing? What are the strengths that God gave me? And when we begin to look into ourselves from that perspective, we will be amazingly surprised at the wonderful gifts that we possess. Mental abilities, emotional abilities, spiritual abilities. We don't spend enough time looking into ourselves from a proper perspective in order to know ourselves. And it's that individual within ourselves that has to return. Unfortunately, because we are caught up with what we call the business of life, simply trying to survive on a daily basis, that we live a very superficial life. And a very external level, we never get to know our real selves. The days of Teshuvah is getting to know ourselves. Where are we going back to? Of course, we have to come to terms with who and what our Creator is. What is God? This is a time that we have to think about these things. This is a time that we have to study these things. To talk about what is a human and who is God. And what is the path in between? And why is it necessary for one to return? Why is it necessary for a human being to reconnect with his maker? This is what the Shuvah is all about. Of course the Shuvah is repentance. Of course, there are things that we have to correct. Of course, there are blemishes in life. Of course, there are shortcomings. Of course, there is that terrible thing we call sins that we have to deal with. Each and every one of us, we're responsible human beings. We've made mistakes. We have to correct them. But that is not the essence of Shuvah. Shuvah means to return. And to return means knowing ourselves and knowing where we have to go. And that takes a bit of effort. It takes study. It takes patience. It takes understanding, knowing who we are and where we are going. And this is the Vayelech process as well, the movement, what Moshe is telling us. On the very last day of his life, he was still moving forward. On the very last day of his life, Moshe was in the process of change. And this is how we began the program, the idea of change, of transformation. Transformation doesn't happen in a moment, in an instant, and we're changed. It's a process. We change constantly. We change dramatically, 
constantly. And every little change is a major change. Every little change is a huge change. Every little change is a change in the right direction, if it is the right direction. This is what we learn from Bayelich. This is what we learn as Sarah Shemay Tshuva. This is what Tshuva is all about. And this is why when you're shul tomorrow, we will hear the Haftarah that is being read. What does it say? Shuba Yisrael Ad Hashem Return Israel until God, your God. Huge journey. A huge journey. When does it happen? Hundreds of years from now? When does it happen? At the end of time? No. Every single moment of change, of return, is to God your God. God is infinite. God is not there at the end of the road. God is infinitely here at every single point along the road. God is here at every single inch, every single centimeter, millimeter along the road. And we have to meet and greet all of that. And this is why little changes on a constant basis is what change is all about, is what transformation is all about. And these little changes are the Vayelech Moshe that we have to implement into our own lives. These are the huge changes that we talk about. We don't make these dramatic changes once and we are different people. That's ridiculous. That's irresponsible. It doesn't happen. And if it does happen, it happens to a select few. We are human beings that we have to follow the process of change. But it has to be a constant movement. It has to be a constant movement in the right direction. It has to be a constant movement of change in the right direction. This is the change that we have to be concerned with. And this is why we have Shabbos Shubha. This is why we have the 10 days of Shuba. This is why we have the special time between Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur. This is why we have the time when this energy is present. We are able to make that commitment. We are able to make that change. We are able to do extraordinary things at this particular time of the year. And this is the great preparation for Yom Kippur. In a couple of days' time, after Shabbos, in a couple of days' time, we will be standing in Shul and saying, Kol and we will be standing in shul and beating our, our chests and saying al Khait And we will be standing in shul and saying Ilah. We will be making this huge appeal to God, each and every one of us in our own way, asking for the things that we need. And God will certainly grant us. He will grant us that which we need. Because God is a loving Father. And as a loving Father, He knows that He will give us what we need. We have to call out properly, but at the same time, we have to have the responsibility of returning with a depth of heart, with a depth of earnestness, with a depth of sincerity. There has to be a movement, and we have to make the resolution to make that movement on a constant basis to keep on making changes in our lives constantly. So when you're in shul tomorrow, or wherever you are, if the shul is inside, if the shul is in a tent, or if the shul is in your own home and you're sitting by yourself, look at the parsha. It's a short parsha. It contains wonderful insights. It talks about the unity of the Jewish people. It talks about the strength. It talks about the leadership, the transition from Moshe to Joshua. It speaks about Moshe preparing the song that we're going to read about next week. It's a powerful Parsha. It's a Parsha that speaks about leadership. It's a Parsha that speaks about time management. It's a Parsha that speaks about how each and every one of us can become greater and better. How each and every one of us can actually join this incredible 
concept of change in the fullest sense of the word. So I wish each and every one of you a gemar chatimatova. May we be fully sealed for a good and sweet year in the fullest sense of the word. A year of goodness, a year of health, a year of prosperity, a year of nachas, a year of peace of mind, a year of everything that we ask ourselves for good. A beautiful year, materially and spiritually. Good Shabbos.